Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. How are you doing today? Hope you're doing fine. Uh, Here we are with a brand new episode. And uh, although it's been only a week since I uploaded the last one, which was, what, episode 842 Uh, I think it was called the pre-baby ramble, summertime ramble or something like that. So it's been, um, in in podcast world, it's been only a week since I uploaded that episode. But in actually, in my world, it's actually been something like two months since I recorded that episode and now. So two months between the last episode and now for me. Uh, now that I'm saying these words to you now. So in the in the last episode, which I recorded uh, just a few days before my son was due to be born, uh, I talked about how it felt to be on the verge of becoming a dad again for the second time. And during that episode, I said that I would probably record another episode after the birth to share my thoughts on how it went and all that stuff. So that's what you're going to get in this episode. I'm joined uh, by my wife this time, which is nice. Uh, It's always nice to have her on the podcast, although that doesn't happen all that often. Um, And the recording that you're going to hear uh, was done about six or seven weeks ago, uh, just a couple of weeks after our son was born. And you'll hear us talking about the pregnancy, the birth, how it went, And we'll describe our feelings about having another child and seeing him come into the world and all that stuff. Also, at the end of the episode, you'll hear a short recording with my daughter to get her comments on what it's like to become a big sister. She's five and a half years old now. Okay. And actually, as I'm recording this introduction, I've got the little boy here. He's strapped to me in one of those baby carrier things. And he's, he's sitting here, he's, well, he's sort of, yeah, as I said, strapped to me, kind of sitting in this carrier. His face is right in front of me. Hello, are you going to speak? Obviously, he can't speak. He's only about seven weeks old, but he might make a couple of noises. But he seems to be fairly curious about the, the computer, the microphone. He's thinking, what's this? This is a podcast, yeah. Mm-hmm. You might hear about podcasts uh, more and more as you grow up, it might be a bit boring for you, in fact, to hear me talk about podcasts all the time. But here you go. This is your first experience of it. What do you think? What do you think of podcasts? Nothing, no comment at all, just a kind of curious look on his face. So yes, a conversation with my wife and then some 
thoughts from my daughter as well. So uh, just before I start playing you the recording of my wife and me, uh, let me give you a little bit of information about my wife, just in case you don't know. So she's French and English is not her first language. Uh, she learned some English at school, like most people do, and then went on to improve it in adulthood. Um, she's been on the podcast a few times before, but this is the first time she's been on the show for a couple of years. The first time she was on was when we talked about uh, the birth of our daughter in episode 502. And then she was on a few times after that as well, talking about, for example, um, what it's like to be married to an English person as a French as a French woman, what it's like to be with an English guy. And also we talked about uh, the Netflix series, The Crown and the Royal Family and stuff. Uh, but this time, yes, talking about family stuff again. So five and a half years ago, as I just mentioned, we did another episode, which was called The Birth of My Daughter, which, as the title suggests, was all about the arrival of our first child. That was a popular episode. And we got lots of nice comments from people who appreciated the opportunity uh, to hear our personal account of the birth sort of firsthand. And so here's another one. This is very personal stuff, of course. And I don't want to share too much of myself and my personal life on this podcast. But having said that, I suppose one of the things that makes this podcast what it is and what so many listeners have always responded to over the years is the personal stuff. Talking about things I've done, places I've been to, experiences I've had, the people in my life hearing directly from my friends and my family. This is often the stuff that my audience really responds to and probably is kind of what makes the podcast what it is. So although I don't want to overshare, uh, I don't know, it just feels like um, since I did an episode like this for the birth of my daughter, it just seems logical to do one for child two, this little boy here who is hopefully going to fall asleep. You're going to fall asleep in a second? He's thinking about it. Maybe if I put this pacifier, this dummy in your mouth, that will help. No, you're not. You don't want to let me do that, do you? There it is. Okay, there you go. I'm standing up as well, facing all the cupboards in our bedroom because this is. I'm trying to find the quietest place in the apartment for doing podcasting. Standing up with this kid here, waiting for him to fall asleep. So that I can do the same thing, because I'm, to be honest, I'm tired. I need a nap. But anyway, so, uh, by the way, uh, there was lots of noise in the background while recording this episode, and I thought that it might be a bit of a problem. But thankfully, my podcast recording setup is so professional that you can't really hear the noise too much. But my wife and I refer to it quite a lot. We talk about it quite a lot. It's just the noise of the street outside our flat and work being done in nearby buildings, the usual drilling, hammering and all that stuff. You can't really hear it too much, but we do mention it a few times. So I thought that I'd just, you know, explain what, why we're doing that. Um, so we're about to start. I should just say if you're so this is just a conversation right but if you're looking for specific vocabulary teaching on the subject of having babies giving birth pregnancy and all those things then you could go back to an old episode from the archive I've done I've talked about this topic quite a few times but episode 162 was called having babies vocabulary 
slash a male perspective. And in that one, I went through a big list of sort of pregnancy and childbirth related vocabulary. In fact, uh, all the episodes I've done about this subject, um, I've listed them all on the page for this episode on my website. Uh, But the vocab ones would be episode 162, and more recently, episode 814, which was called The Language of Children and Parenting, talking about the way we talk to children and the way we talk about children and all of the sort of vocab for the, for the different items that come along with the children. Like, for example, the pacifier that my son here is not keeping in his mouth and nappies and all those other things. So 162 and 814. But also there's lots of other episodes too on this subject and you can find a list of those episodes on the page for this episode on my website. Okay, Uh, so all right, without any further ado, I will stop going on here in the introduction and we can get straight into it and you can listen to the lovely voice of my lovely wife and here we go. That noise in the background is a bit much. Tell me about it, but apparently the little one is coping well. Yeah, yeah, he sleeps through this noise quite well, better than us. Yeah, I think when it's too silent, he doesn't like it. So he prefers the noise. The, well, He's good. a city boy. Yeah, exactly, because he doesn't have the choice. Yeah, living in this flat. Oh, God. Why is there so much noise? So I'm asking you, um, during this conversation, I'm probably going to ask you questions that I know the answer to, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, I, you know... That's for the audience's uh, benefit as well. And our audience, I don't want you to think I've got no idea what's going on <laughs> in my own life, in my own home. Well, that's the case sometimes, no? <laughs> Probably, yes. But, you know, only to a certain extent. Okay. So why is there so much noise? Uh, because we live in a street where there is work at every number of the street, right? <laughs> yeah, including this, including our number, like above okay. us, below us. Uh, yeah, they're selling all the flats, or they sold all the flats, so they're being renovated, and it's exhausting. Yeah, and plus the building across the road is being redone. It's a massive project yeah, for another year. Yeah. Plus, the Bean Boys. Uh, That's right. So I'm just going to turn up the volume for a second, just so that everyone can get a little sample of the noise. Here we go, listeners. Of course, when I turn the volume up, they <laughs> they stop. They stop. <laughs> but uh, I guess there's no need for me to really uh, give everyone a full sample because they'll probably hear it during the conversation. Anyway, hello. H- how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad, thanks. <laughs> we again, we we uh, that that sounds like we haven't already seen each other this morning, um, considering we woke up in the same bed. So. Um, anyway, too much information. Too much. <laughs> I can I can cut things out. Yeah, I know you can. If necessary. That's fine. <laughs> so you're fine, yeah. Yeah, I'm great. Okay, um, here we go again. Another episode with you as my guest. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times you've been on the podcast now? Three. No, I think it's more than that. Really? I think this is probably the fifth time. No. Yeah, but you weren't on for. You know, years and years. Yeah, and my English hasn't improved since last time I was on the podcast. <laughs> but the first time you were on the show was was after we had our daughter. It was the, the episode was called "The Birth of My Daughter." Oh, you haven't interviewed me for the wedding. 
I didn't interview you oh, about the wedding. It was no. a sort of mission then. Yeah, I just talked about it on my <laughs> okay. own. Okay, so. But we, yeah, so you came on for that, and that was like the first time you'd been on the show. And then we talked again a couple of times mm -hmm. after that as well, um, including one long conversation about the crown and the royal family yes, and stuff. Yes. But I, I just, love this topic. I just wanted listen to that, everyone. Anyway, yeah, noises, <laughs> background noises, exciting background noises. But I just wanted everyone to know that, yeah, you, you don't only come on this podcast when you've given me a child. I don't know. You decide. No, you <laughs> Who's don't. a master? You don't. No, I, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, it would be the last time. Otherwise, this, this would be the last time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because that's it. We're not going to have any more than this, are we? Well, we never know, but... I think two is already two is <laughs> crowd. Two is plenty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so this episode is going to be called The Birth of My Son. What do you think of the title? <laughs> it's very Star Wars. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Is there a difference between saying my son and my daughter? I mean, this is... Not for me. I think maybe for you, but not for me. There isn't really... Well, except that one of them is a daughter and one of them is a son. But yeah, it does, we've said before, it does sound and feel a bit Star Wars, doesn't it? My son. I don't know why. But yeah, so you're all right, are you? Let's give some context for, for the audience, mm -hmm. since this is about uh, our new baby and the experience of, you know, bringing a new life into the world. How long has it been since he was born? Two weeks today. Yeah, two weeks today. Mm -hmm. He's two weeks old. Where is he? In the bedroom. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Where did we? <laughs> you lost him already. Uh, he's sleeping in our bedroom. Yeah. Okay. But he may uh, interrupt the recording at some point. I can see him through the window. He is wriggling, wriggling around, moving around. Uh, it's in, a matter of seconds. He's, he's waking up any minute now. We're going to hear him crying, I expect. Um, so he's doing all right then, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. So we should probably try and. Tell the story. What do people normally ask in this situation after, let's say, they've seen you, uh, mm. you've got a newborn baby. What do people normally ask? Uh, his name. Then how he is, how I am, how was the birth um, mm -hmm. and the pregnancy of all, if they haven't seen me before. Yeah. So how is he? I know he's fine, but I mean, is that it? Any more details? That we can give he's the cutest <laughs> <laughs> no he's super cute he's nice he's great i don't know what to say i mean of course i'm not objective i guess but it could be worse yeah i mean especially at night he sleeps the key things are how how the child sleeps uh the health of the child um and you know whether uh, the, the way he behaves although a newborn baby is pretty basic you know yeah i think he's finding his pattern yes so. but he's sleeping well and he's yeah, not surpri fast, surprisingly oh god surprisingly more noise um like his like his uh, sister he can sleep 6 hours in a row before feeding so that's quite a luxury, I think, mm. uh, considering all the stories we hear about babies waking up every hour or so, especially when they're breastfed. He babbles in his bed. He doesn't even cry, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He babbles and I feed him and back to sleep for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, he does cry sometimes, of course. Yeah, of course, but not at night. Yeah. 
yeah. right during the night yeah we didn't have a major crisis we've been sleeping okay haven't we yeah that's why i feel great because i have my uh, my number of hours yeah your your minimum number of mm. hours of sleep mm. have been uh accrued mm. mm. to be honest mosquitoes have have, <laughs> have kept me awake more than this baby <laughs> yes that's summer for you that's summer yeah just it's, <sighs> yeah there's always mm. a mosquito that wakes you up in the middle of the night and then you have to kind of hunt the mosquito and and kill it and even even during that even the 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 nightly mosquito hunt he still sleeps Mm -mm. by the way listeners we invested i i bought a uh (laughs) one of those electric mosquito killers do you want to describe it (laughs) it's like a tennis racket it's absolutely ugly but very efficient yeah and i made fun of you the first time (laughs) i must say that the most efficient way to kill them and plus, it's like um, stain-free on the wall or everything because when you kill a mosquito, it's like blood stain on the wall. And mm-hmm. uh, plus, yeah. you miss it most of the time. Yeah, the old-fashioned way, yeah. which was just to smack Take it with a, a book and smack it with a book or smack it with your hand. Sometimes you'd miss. Mm. Or most it, of the times, yeah, really. they're really annoying. Yeah. You just you think you've got it, and then just at the last second, yeah. they just breeze out yeah. of the way uh, and but if you do get them then you, you, exactly you leave a big blood stain or mm. a big mess on the wall but with this thing it's kind of a, a lot of listeners will know it's because be cruel <laughs> it seems to be cruel but i don't know which one is worse yeah like true killing, <laughs> killing a mosquito with this thing well. or just obliterating it against the wall um <laughs> But a lot of listeners will know about these things, but it's kind of like an electric um, fly killer. And it, as you said, it looks like a tennis racket, an ugly plastic tennis racket. Uh, You're going to have complaint. Do you think? Because of animal welfare. No, no, okay. one's, no one gives a shit about mosquitoes. <laughs> okay. No one's there go defending the rights of mosquitoes. Everyone Well, apparently hates. they're useful. So, you know, yeah. it's like the cycle of... Of course, they're, they're, so. they're an important part of the ecosystem, just, but not when they come in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, they can ruin your night, really. They are the number... They can ruin your life. They're the number one killer of, of uh, humans. The, the, yeah. When the carry... The, yeah, is, like yeah, uh, yeah. in terms of animals, what, mm. do you, what do you think, you know, what do people think? Sharks, bears? Mm. No, it's mosquitoes that are the, <laughs> the, the number one killer of humans in the world. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, I have no... Um, are you convincing yourself, though? So you legitimate the murders. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's okay. I don't know. Maybe the maybe karma will come back to get me. Eventually, it was like when when I you know when I'm when I'm ready to go to the next life, they'll they'll look at the list well, of your infringements. It's like, well, one thousand four hundred and sixty nine mosquitoes at least. Yeah, sorry, you're gonna have to come back. You're gonna have to do it again, but this time you're gonna be a mosquito. No, yeah. Um, so yeah, he sleeps, which is pretty good. Um, what about the um, how, how about the, the pregnancy? I was going to say I was going to say how did it start, but we probably shouldn't. <laughs> we probably shouldn't talk I about. Think we all know how it started. Yeah, uh, but how was the pregnancy for you? Great. Yeah, really. Yeah. I'm saying yeah, really, as if I don't know. <laughs> Again, I know the answers to these questions already, listeners. Yeah, you witnessed it. Yeah. Um, no, it was great. Um, I haven't listened back the previous episode, so I don't know what I said for the first pregnancy. But now, if I recall, um, I think it was as great as the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why pain great? Free. I mean, pain-free? Yeah, yeah no, because you, 
maybe I'm going to repeat myself compared right. to the other episodes, I don't know. But you hear all these stories where it's like dramatic and painful and, and it must be for some women. Yeah. But luckily for me, it was just a bliss. And I loved being pregnant with this one like I was with his sister. So that was great. Yeah, it's fascinating to um, kind of track the pregnancy. There are apps you can get which show you uh, after so many weeks, you know, the size of the uh, the embryo, the fetus, mm. the, the child. And you can kind of track its development. It's fascinating mm. to see that. And just to imagine that this this little kid who's now sleeping on our bed used to be the size of a, a grain of sand at one yeah. point. Like, what? Yeah, no, that's it, fascinating. That's, people, I find it a bit cheesy, but they say it's a miracle of life. But in some way, that's quite miraculous. Yeah, I did actually say in the last episode of this podcast, uh, which um, I recorded before he was born, um, I talked about, I tried to express what it's like when you go to the hospital, there's, in, the, in our case, three people in the family, and then you come back, there's four people in the family. Like, where does that other person there's another person and they they arrive and there's a there's a spirit behind its eyes you know and it's mm. it's got a personality you know it's not evident exactly at the moment but there's a character in there and it's kind of like where does that spirit come from that's, yeah, so, no, that's yeah. so strange i know isn't what it? you mean yeah okay so the pregnancy was good i mean we it was a bit worrying at, at some points because uh you got flu we both got flu oh, horrible. horrible you got yeah. covid as well yeah for the second time for the second time during the pregnancy but no fine he's so far so as far as we as far as we know <laughs> yeah. who knows yeah touch wood <laughs> yeah touch wood that still everything's all right um okay and um we were concerned that it being um a summertime uh birth that uh, the heat would be a problem. Yeah. And uh, how's that been? Uh, mostly we hasn't. Uh, we haven't uh, had a um, heat wave yet. We haven't been struck by heat wave. But we had one or two weekends at 35 degrees in Paris mm. uh, in June, where I was like nearly at the end of the pregnancy and that was a bit much for me because it was a comfortable and you know when you have like swollen legs um, with the water retention do you say that? Mm -hmm. uh, plus it's just a comfortable for anyone even when you're not pregnant so when you're pregnant and you have this extra weight you don't have a lift <laughs> you have yeah. to go out um, uh, but it was okay at the end. We don't have a lift in our building. Uh, we live on the fourth floor without a lift, which, I mean, I have to say, I know this is going to sound cheesy. You were totally amazing, darling. <laughs> but um, it was pretty impressive. You went to work all the way up until maybe a week or about five days before the due date. You were still going out to your office, um, going, on the, going on the metro, climbing up and down our stairs. Like, wow pretty impressive and uh but yeah we we got fairly lucky with the heat we haven't had a major heat wave yet just a few little sort of peaks of spikes of heat it's not like it's been in some parts of southern europe this summer which have been incredibly hot um so okay good 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 uh did he arrive on time <laughs> no he was late like his sister he's french uh, 
um, yeah, it was uh, five days later they had to induce me. Had to induce the birth. Yeah, so they have to provoke. Not provoke. <laughs> no, in French we say provoke. Provoke him, like, like <laughs> make him, come on, slow coach, what's the matter with you? I had to make it happen. Okay, you're not using it. Provoke, no, provoke normally would be to provoke someone's behaviour. <laughs> like, for example, if you're... Well, you know, they provoked him. Yeah, I suppose so. They, they induced the birth. Yeah, they, no, they induced they made, they it, made it happen. Yeah. And um, luckily, we live in a country where we can have an epidural and... I must say, compared to the first birth where I had contractions which were like painful, but it's like for almost every birth, I never imagined I could have a birth without any pain at all. And that was the case this time because I had the epidural and then they induced me after. So I didn't really feel much, but I still felt a bit. Yeah. Um, the first time I <laughs> pressed the pump of the epidural too much, so I couldn't feel anything at the end, mm. uh, which made it a little bit more difficult because I couldn't feel like my the lower part of my body. But this time, it was amazing, quick, pain-free, blissful, yeah. great, right? Hold on a second. I just want to close that window because the noise. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, because with the with the with his sister, so she was late. But the way it went was that you had your due date and then uh, five days after the due date, if the child hasn't been born, then they induce the birth. They do certain things to basically make the child come out. It's not a cesarean, which is where they operate and the child doesn't go through the birth canal, but they kind of, Mm -hmm. I don't know, they they essentially cut open the uterus and remove the child like that. Yeah. Um, correct? Yeah. Uh, but inducing the birth just means that... Well, how do they do it? They use a kind of hormone, they, they apparently they? different uh, way of doing it. But what they did here, they put the epidural. I don't know how you describe they it. They gave you the epidural. It's a kind of... It's actually a spinal tap, uh, <laughs> which is the name of a band as well. But um, they essentially um, inject the epidural into your spine yeah which is always a scary moment yeah luckily this time it was less (laughs) less scary than the last time yeah the first time i had like strong contractions say don't move yeah well (laughs) easy to say yeah Um, when you're having contractions yeah but not this time so they injected uh the anti-pain how would you describe epidural it's like anti- it's an, is it an anesthetic? Yeah, anesthetic. Yeah, it's it's incredible actually. It's amazing the t- the the way they've developed it, where they can uh, inject this kind of anesthetic into the spine, and they can locate specifically the spot where they need to put it. Yeah. So that you the f- you lose feeling yeah. in that specific area. Yeah. The, yeah. All the um, across belly the across and, the middle. Yeah. Um, essentially where they reduce the sensations in that specific area where you would be experiencing a lot of pain and discomfort with contractions and the opening of the cervix and and everything. Mm. They can locate that specifically, but also, but do it so well that the rest of your body works fine. You can move your legs. You can feel you, you could feel your toes, right? Yeah. Yeah, And and your hands and everything. They just, it's incredible. incredible. Absolutely amazing. But what I was saying is that with the first one, 
my uh, she, water broke. She was late, yeah. yeah and yeah. we were going to go in mm. the next day mm. uh, to be induced, mm. right? But that night, so the yeah. night before, um, your water broke. Yeah. Uh, just an hour after we've we'd gone to bed. Yeah. You managed to get to the bath. Uh, yeah. You know, before most of it, the, when the water break that breaks, that's basically the amniotic fluid coming yeah. out. Mm-hmm. It just means you know the baby's ready to come out. Um, in Hollywood movies, it's always like that. You know, it's like <laughs> water on the floor. Oh my god, my water's broken. But um, so your the first one, your water broke, and then you were experiencing contractions. We had to kind of get ourselves to the hospital, and then you they told you to walk up and down a bit in order oh, to god. try and encourage yeah. the cervix to to, to open yeah. further. But you were experiencing contractions, which is where the uterus basically squashes yeah. together to try and help push the baby out. And those you're con- very knowledgeable. Yeah. <laughs> And those contractions are really, really painful, right? Yes, I have. I remember, like, we were walking in the corridor mm. and I was, like, grasping your arm <laughs> in pain. Yeah. Um, now, that wasn't the best uh, moment. But as your mom told me before I gave birth, like, oh, we forget the pain. And she's right. Um, and that's how we start again. Yeah. Because we if, forget yeah, eventually. If, if you remember the pain, yeah, exactly. probably, no one would have another child. Um, but yeah, so that first time you experienced those painful contractions, we walked up and down the corridor. You grabbed my arm and dug your fingernails into my arm every time a contraction <laughs> arrived and you kind of like bent over and stuff and it looked horrible. And yeah, you went through quite a lot of pain and discomfort. They gave you the epidural um, while you were having contractions, which was yeah. quite scary because you couldn't stay still. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, oh my God, they're going to stick that needle into her spine when she's moving. Uh, and it was pretty stressful and painful. But after the epidural had been given, then it was a little easier yeah. for you. This time round, uh, he was so late. He didn't arrive mm. of his own accord. Um, and so we went in on the last day and just as you said, it was much easier and much smoother mm. because mm. they gave you the epidural before your... It's almost contra- like cheating, you know? It's like cheating, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This birth was just amazing and pain-free. Like, is it possible, really? And the, the first one, his sister was born... Well, we, we stayed up all night. Yeah. So we went in um, about one or two in the morning mm. and uh, she was born midday the next mm. day. So we went through this long night of like you know, waiting for the birth to happen and stuff like that. It took ages. It was exhausting. But for this one, we went in in the morning, just after after mm-hmm. rush hour. We kind of went into the hospital and um, spent a couple of hours. Um, I had a sandwich. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> and then, um, and then if just a couple of hours later in the middle of the afternoon, after you'd been given the epidural, uh, and they broke the water and stuff. Wait, so we haven't finished. So yeah. they gave me the epidural. They gave me, I don't know how you say in English, ocitocin. It's a kind of omen yeah. to help um, provoke... Um, yeah, provoke. Me- Provoke's all right. Provoke contractions. Yeah. And then they broke the waters artificially. They opened the... And then the body worked itself. Yeah, the body did its thing. Yeah. It's like the cervix opened, the baby was pushing and... Yeah, and then, and you know, a couple of the midwives came in and they sort of said, OK, you've got to push now, you've got to push yeah, now. Yeah, I, I was a bit surprised because she said, oh, yeah, at the end of the day and said, oh, no, it's now. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, we thought it would happen so quick. later and later, mm. but then just mid-afternoon, like yeah. around tea time, yeah. um, just push, push, push. And, and I was ready to, you know, go through the same thing that we'd been through before. I was just warming up. Come on, you can do it. Come on, come on. And then, you know... <laughs> Suddenly, suddenly they like, oh, here's your son. And they, they, um, you know, it was pretty quick. They get, they had, they, so he came, he, uh, how do I explain this? He came out. I wasn't like watching. I was by your side, uh, but they pulled him out. And that's a, that describe that moment of when the, when you first see the baby. Uh, I was crying. <laughs> as like the first time it's so, there's a full of emotion coming to you. Because you just spent nine months with this kid in the most yeah. intimate way, you know, him growing inside you. And then and nine months of expectation. And then oh, you're crying again. Oh, and then suddenly here he is. Yeah, it's uh, and nine months of waiting to see his face. Nine months of waiting to meet him. Nine months of wandering, maybe worrying and expecting and then he arrives and uh um it's it's also strange there's no denying the strangeness of it of the the way he looks where a baby looks when it comes out it's kind of like it's been vacuum packed inside <laughs> yeah you know no it's strange yeah as you said because you live nine months and you interact in a way with the baby even if it's not like as if when it's out of the womb but you know, it's inside you, you live with him, you cohabitate quite well. Um, you try to, when you eat, you think of him. Uh, so you try to eat the right things and everything. It's like a kind of a process for nine months. And plus he didn't want to leave. So, <laughs> and I think I kind of retained him as well. I didn't want him to leave. Um, and... Yeah, when it arrives, it's like a kind of a breakup in a way because, you know, but at the same time, you meet him. It's also like falling in love again, mm, you know. Mm. Um, well, it's very cheesy what I say, but... It's all right. Well, I'm sure some people will relate uh, yeah. to what I say. So, no, it's miraculous. And he arrived and, yeah, he looks like all um, just creased and creased up and contained like yeah, he's been contained. like he's been vacuum packed yeah plus it's yeah there was a worrying moment though for yeah. us wasn't there yes yeah, they put him on me but they haven't cut the cord yet and then they cut the cord yeah and then he couldn't breathe by himself for a few seconds he was all purple and oh, he yeah, kind of started to go dark purple yeah and yeah they cut the cord and at, normally at that point, the baby just instantly starts yeah. breathing on its own and crying and crying and stuff. And yeah. it comes to life, you know, yeah. in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in another way, in the way that, you know, inside the, bo inside the body, uh, they get all their nutrition, their oxygen, everything through mm. the um, umbilical cord. But after it's being cut, yeah, I don't know what it is that uh, triggers it, but the baby kind of snaps into another way of yeah. existing where yeah. it, it breathes through its lungs and and stuff like that and uh but he didn't do that no he didn't do that and they didn't say anything 
Mm. They were just like getting really quick, like to put the tubes in his they, mouth. They took him back. They were sh- they were sort of tapping uh, his back. Yeah. They, one of them, gra- another one grabbed him, like gave him to me. They were kind of handing him around. And we looked at each other like, uh, uh, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. what's happening? And we, we noticed as well that, you know, he wasn't breathing. Yeah, he wasn't breathing. He wasn't crying. You, you can tell. Breathing. You can normally tell when they kind of snap into life. Yeah. And that just wasn't happening. He wasn't yeah. breathing. He wasn't crying. He wasn't really moving. Um, and they were handing him around and this one nurse took him and put him up turned him over and tapped his back and still nothing and we were like thinking oh my god how long can he hold his breath and uh, they took him away onto another table put some tubes down his throat yeah because he swallowed too much liquid so he couldn't like get it out yeah i guess he had like fluid in his lungs or something and so luckily he finally cried yeah. And it's like when you're happy to hear your baby crying. <laughs> it's oh God, like yeah. really at this moment. Yeah, there were a f- it seemed to take ages and we there was yeah. like this horrible long moment where nothing was happening and we couldn't hear any crying and we were just, just there just like, you know, I don't know how to describe it listeners, but you kind of like, you know, you you clench your fists and you you just um hold your, you know, you cross your fingers and you or you know whatever, you just pray in that moment and um it's excruciating but then mm. yeah then he started crying yeah. and oh god well that was a welcome sound yeah, it was a relief um and yeah he was kind of purple but as soon as he started breathing the color came back into his body right he went from this purple yeah, color he just started going pink mm. which was amazing as well and yeah just describing the the kind of visceral uh, side of it of like the the way the baby looks and the color of its skin and um, things like the detail that you can see, you know, like you can see its his ears and his feet and you kind of you kind of don't know quite where to look, you know. You're kind of thinking you're looking at his feet, his hands, his his face, his head. You kind of think, what does he look like? Um, is everything all right? Is everything in the right place? Yeah. And to our relief. And to our good fortune, yeah. everything was in the right place and still is. Yeah, so far. <laughs> so far, so good. Let's hope that continues. And um, yeah, and he kind of came to life and was crying and they gave him to you and he started feeding, which is another incredible thing, like the yeah, instinct. Very intuitive, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The instinct. You've you've chosen to breastfeed. Yeah, I love it. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Why did you choose to breastfeed? Some women don't, right? Uh, yeah, but I think it's 
choice of every woman. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if you're up for it, um, if you can do it, because apparently some women can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> Just I decided, and um, I think at the f- for our daughter, I had a conversation pre or to the birth of our daughter with your mom, and um, she was quite uh, helpful because I didn't know what to expect. Um, and she breastfed uh, both of you. And when you don't know, sometimes you're a bit scared of what you don't know. Um, and your mom made it look like it was just natural and easy and everything. So I said, okay, I'll try. And it was great. I loved it the first time. Um, What's so great about it? I don't know. It's just so natural, mm-hmm. you know, like to be able to provide what your infant needs. And plus, you know what you give him or her yeah. or them. Yeah. Um, because in the formula, well, well, I guess it's safe, but you don't know really what's in it and everything. Like, it's just natural. Yeah. And some reports say it's better for the kids. So, Yeah. Well, it's it's certainly amazing that there's it does contain everything the kid needs mm-hmm. and and more as well. Stuff like I mean, uh, see, some of the things you told me about this are a bit mind blowing, like the fact that um, when it the, the the breast milk when it first starts to come, it smells of amniotic fluid. Yeah, apparently it smells of amniotic fluid, so the baby knows its way. Like, and it feels like it's what you had for nine months. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently. And also when the baby first comes out, starts breathing, he starts, uh, all his uh, motions are motions that help him find the breast. Yeah. So the way his hands move, the way his mouth moves and his head moves. And he can't see much, but apparently they can see dark color. Yeah. So your um, breast for the nipples gets darker um so the baby knows its way again yeah it's in, no it's incredible everything looks so logical you know kind of everything seems to make sense make sense yeah yeah and so it's great and i feel fortunate to be able to breastfeed um mm, yeah and plus on the pragmatic side it's very convenient because if you can be anywhere with your baby if he needs to be fed, <laughs> you can provide. Yeah. You don't need to go uh, to the supermarket. You yeah, don't need to carry anything with you. You remember the first time when we switched to bottles? We were, oh, we're going to do like, yeah. you know, there was a moment of, oh, we shouldn't forget it and everything. But I think we, I think only once we forgot. We went to a trip to Normandy. We forgot like food for the baby. <laughs> but um, no, it's great. Mm, okay. Right. Well, fine. Good. <laughs> um, anything else that we can add I don't know what else can we add well, okay another question how about his sister she's now five oh, and a, she's, she's five and a half years old how has she reacted she's the sweetest isn't she yeah totally yeah <laughs> she's absolutely <clears throat> in love with him um, yeah she she's very positive uh, and that's funny because we talked a lot 
uh, with her prior to the birth and say, how do you feel? And sometimes, you remember sometimes she said, oh, I feel happy, but also angry and jealous. And I thought, oh, this little person can express her feelings and that's great and it's good she gets it out and at the same time you're like okay she says she's angry and jealous how is it gonna turn well i think we had we had said we'd prepared her we'd said you know having a baby means mm. this this and this and this and you know you might feel a bit jealous sometimes mm. because um you know the baby's gonna need to be looked after a lot it's gonna need a lot of attention a lot of time and uh You know, and so we did explain that stuff. So I think that maybe when we asked her, how do you feel? Mm, she kind of, maybe. she kind of, um, you know, echo, just mm. regurgitated the things we'd <laughs> said to her, which is like, you're going to feel, ner you're going to feel nervous about it. You're going to feel, it might be annoying if it cries a lot. So she probably, she said that she felt a bit nervous and she felt jealous and stuff. Yeah, maybe, but then you can say things and it, You know, we can say it's normal, but everything's going to be okay. And sometimes it can turn out differently. Yeah. I mean, she's only five and a half, but so far, mm. she's great. She's really helpful. Yeah, the important thing is the way it's, she's actually behaving yeah. and responding now that the baby When is the here. When the baby cries, they mommy, mommy, you need to give him uh, the tétine. Tétine uh, in, in French, this the is the, um, pacifier. the dummy or pacifier, yeah. the little thing that the baby sucks in his mouth. And uh, she said, oh, uh, mommy is hungry or oh, you need to change him. So she's very aware of the baby's needs. Mm -hmm. um, and when, and she, when it's time to change the nappy, she's like, can I see? Can I, can I look? Yeah. Can I look at the nappy? Yeah. And she's kind of fascinated by that. And sometimes I kind of make fun of her a little bit and say, okay, it's your turn to change mm -hmm. the nappy. And she's like, me? No, I don't want to. <laughs> like that. Um, no, she's great. And uh, she wants to kiss him and... Um, she, she's very um, caring yeah, uh, and proud to have a brother. And she, she always say, my brother, my brother, yeah. my little brother. And she's, I think she's delighted to be a big sister. Yeah, yeah. Because in her little games and things, she always plays these yeah. roles where yes. she's in the high status position. She likes <laughs> to be the teacher. She likes to be the big sister. <laughs> she likes to be the queen or whatever it is. So I think she's delighted that she is now the big sister. For real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you think it would have been different if it had been a girl? If she'd had a little sister? I have no idea. Like, no, we don't know, do we? I don't know if gender really has an impact on the relationship when they're that little. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I don't know. How do you feel having a a girl and a boy? I feel delighted, but I would have been if it would have been two girls. Um, mm -hmm. No, it's great. I mean, every kid brings their own love love and they're all different but light adds a little bit more difference to the experience yeah. because it's two different genders but because this one's got a penis and balls <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah that's a way of saying it mm. um <laughs> very crude of me in in the midst of this um, lovely emotional cheesy episodes there's me bringing the tone down i apologize is that cheesy What? No, not that much. <laughs> It's fine. It's the right level of cheese. Okay. Um, um, no, I don't know. Um, but I see we have like some friends who have a boy and a girl and it goes well. Yeah. And they play together and they're just great. Um, so we'll see. I think it's also our job to make it uh, go well. Yeah. And 
it's not a gender question. It's just the dynamic of the family. But it will be interesting to see, you know, if he's different in mm. certain ways, mm. whether he plays differently or if he's interested in different things or just generally has any different kind of behavior. It's hard to tell when the, your yeah. sample is only two children, you, yeah. know, you, you know, to get a proper um, uh, representative sample or to, to get the right uh, understanding of the difference between boys and girls, you need a much, much larger sample size than just two kids. But it'll be interesting to see if they're different. I just can't wait to see if he's going to look like you when you were a kid. You think? Do you think yeah. he will? Yeah. Yeah. He already looks like you so much. Oh, God. Poor kid. <laughs> no, not true. Should we talk about how he looks or, or is that personal, you think? How he looks, Bav. Difficult to say after two weeks. He looks like a baby, everyone. Yeah, no, he looks like a baby, but he looks like you. I can see some traits of you and clearly he's a carbon copy of his sister. Yeah. When she was a baby. I mean, it's like, wow, almost mm. shocking how they look similar. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see how he's going to develop, but not too fast. I want to keep him as a baby as long as possible. <laughs> um, uh, we don't mean to make it sound all completely lovey-dovey and perfect. There's going to be difficulties and challenges and stuff, right? I mean, at the moment, it's kind of nice because we're in the newborn yeah. phase. Things change as the child goes through different phases. So the oh, next... Yeah, sometimes it's going to be very difficult. The next challenge will be when he starts moving around. At the moment, we can just leave him on the bed <laughs> where he's still sleeping. Yeah. But, but um, you know, the next phase might be that he doesn't sleep uh, so well. He might, I think the he might, first you know, year for his sister was great and then when she started to walk mm. because you have to monitor everything and you're scared of like a domestic danger in the house and everything yeah. so yeah when they don't move <laughs> i think it's the best yeah basically he's just he's <laughs> immobile um all he does is feed and sleep and then when he's not feeding and sleeping he's kind of mm. i don't know really Sometimes he cries mm. and in those situations we have to carry him and walk around with him or I've got the yoga ball, which is the, the method that we used with uh, his sister, which is that when she cried and sometimes she would wake up in the middle of the night crying and for whatever reason, I would take her in my arms and sit on the yoga ball and bounce up and down. And that's mm. like an amazing method that it always seems to stop stop the kids crying yeah because i think it's replicate the movement in the womb mm. you know when you walk i think there the the movement is kind of like um this bouncing kind of bouncing elastic kind of yeah. feel and soft yeah like like in a cushion on a cushion yeah you know? yeah so but immediately it's incredible that it works yeah Instantly. But I have to keep bouncing because if I yeah. stop bouncing, yeah, but, yeah. He, he kind of like goes, hey, hey, you stop bouncing. <laughs> stop, get, you know, he, he gets yeah. all upset and starts mm -hmm. crying again. So there are, that can be difficult. And like my, I mean, this is going to sound pathetic, me complaining about this, but like my shoulders and my back <laughs> are ruined already. I've got like really bad, but painful shoulders, but it's nothing compared to what you went through. Um, well, it's not a competition. It's not a competition, is it? Um, so that there's that. And yeah, we'll see what happens when he starts moving. Next thing is that he'll start rolling. 
and yeah. then he, and then we got to to kind of build these protective um, fortresses of pillows <laughs> around him so he doesn't yeah. roll off the bed. Yeah. And then he'll start crawling and crawling quickly across the floor, and then he starts getting up on his legs, and then he'll start falling over and smashing his head against things, <laughs> and uh, then he'll be running around and tripping up and falling over. There, I remember one particular time when his sister was, I guess, about two. She it was Christmas time mm. at her grandparents. Oh, yes. She ran along and tripped on on a on the carpet and smacked her forehead against mm. the coffee table and there was a big big egg. big red egg uh, came up on oh. her head and then about 2 days later she was in the kitchen uh, sitting on a chair and we were all crowded round her for some reason. I don't know what we were doing. And she just slipped off the side of the chair and smacked and landed on her forehead uh, on the floor of the kitchen on the same spot that she'd oh hit God. her head on the coffee table. So she had this red blob on her head. Child services on her back. Then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully this is this is not long lasting damage. You know, you can only hope and I'm kind of joking about that but also not but these are the worries and fears and yeah. uh, stresses of being a parent the just like the the scary side of it of just suddenly being responsible for this for this person and that is again another part of the mix of emotions that when the child arrives there's a wonder incredible feeling of wonder and that sense of love but also this huge heavy responsibility suddenly arrives uh, on your shoulders as well so uh, quite a complicated um, mix of emotions, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Well, um, good. We could probably bang on about this stuff more and more, but I think we probably won't. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's it. So you, are you never going to be on this podcast ever again if we're not going <laughs> to if we're not going to have another child? I don't know. There will be another season of The Crown, no? Yeah. <laughs> Coming up. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of like the um, royal family correspondent in a way. Although, I love it. Although for the coronation, we didn't, we, I didn't talk to you about the coronation. I talked to my parents. Did you enjoy watching uh, Prince Charles become King Charles? Well, less than your daughter. She was completely like hooked on it. Yeah. And she said, I want to see the crown. I want to see the crown. Um, yeah, I loved it. I mean... That's a part of history. So we'll see how it's going to develop. Yeah. Yeah, we will. It's a, the, the saga continues. Yeah. And I'll have you back on the podcast. We've been talking about other ideas, like about uh, talking about uh, how you've how you've expanded your vocabulary in English. <laughs> well, it can take time then. <laughs> Maybe. But it's not just from listening, not just from living with Luke from Luke's English podcast. You actually, you surprise me all the time with your, with the phrases and uh, expressions really? that you come out with. Yeah. I just think, Where did you get that from? You know, you just come out with these words and phrases. It's a, it's, it's amazing. So we, yeah, we, well, now I have uh, two teachers at home because I'm being corrected by my daughter as well. She's a bit like ruthless. <laughs> like what does she do? The H when I say hour or hour. Or um, and she looks at me and says, mommy. She, uh, she'll correct your English. Yeah. yeah. And she, sometimes she makes fun of me. <laughs> so, hmm. Yeah, but I mean... I, my ego is hurt. <laughs> but how, w what about my French? I mean... Um, well, she actually a, helps me. She actually helps me with my French. I'll, I'll say to her, how do you say this in French? And she'll tell me. Oh, that's and nice. And then I'll use it. So she's like my little French teacher. She's impressive. I, 
well, okay, she's our daughter, so again, objectivity mm. is maybe a, um, a thing. Yeah, but the way she can switch to one another language, I mean, it's really impressive. Yeah. In, I never know, in a split of a second? In a split second. Ah, in a split second. In the blink of an eye. And in a split second. In a split second, she can just translate something to you or to me in our language. It's very impressive. And I think she's doing great. And I hope she'll be a great example for her brother. Yeah, um, me too. But yeah, she knows some words I don't. Like sometimes I have to, like the word might. <laughs> so this is like, a, this has become a running joke. She's like, okay, mummy, like, what does she say? Okay, um, pull, pull with all your might, she said to you. And you're like, what? And, and uh, so uh, might is a word that, so might listeners. Yes, it's a modal verb. I might go to the cinema. I might have a pizza, right? But also might as a noun. So to do something with all your might it means strength, but it's the sort of word that usually comes up in children's stories. Uh, like, for example, the one about the enormous uh, turnip. turnip yeah. You know, it's from that story. He pulled and pulled with all his might, but he still couldn't pull up the enormous turnip. You know, uh, to pull with all your might or to do something with all your might, to muster up all of your might, meaning, meaning to get all of your strength. Um, so she's heard it and read it in children's stories, but yeah, she, she said it, she said to you, <laughs> yeah. like, like pull mummy or push with all your might. And you, you said, what? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know this word. So sometimes she comes up with words and I mean, it's very impressive. Like, and proposition, it looks like she already masters the proposition when I don't. Uh, after years and years and years. How humiliating. <laughs> well, it's good for her and I can only learn yeah. from it. But yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see how people uh, develop two languages simultaneously in different linguistic environments. Uh, there's another story for another time. Okay, so uh, our son is awake and probably hungry. Hello. Hello. Do you want to be on Luke's English podcast? Maybe, maybe you're going to be uh, a recurring guest like your sister. But at the moment, he's just sitting there kind of looking around. When I hold him, when he's not like crying or whatever, if he's just in my arms, it's quite interesting to try and work out what's going on in his head. Like he's only two weeks old. And so there's not really a lot going on. <laughs> Um, in fact, he, he lies there in my arms and looks up at me and I just sort of think, oh, he's looking at me. And then I move my head out of the way and he's still looking in the same position. So he sort of looks through you, you know, but slowly but surely, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, he's getting more and more of a sense of the world around him and uh, he'll start recognizing shapes and patterns and he'll be able to control his arms and his body more I remember with our daughter one of the key moments was when I I remember she responded to me and I would sort of say oh where's where's daddy's nose and she would actually point to my nose you know where's your nose and she point to her nose so you kind of these these changes in uh, their intelligence and their ability to communicate so they just come gradually 
and reveal themselves. But at the moment, he just lies there and sort of looks up at you, looks around. And he often has this expression of like, what, 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 what's going on? What, uh? You know, the, the expression that you might have on your face when you're just trying to remember something you've forgotten, like that kind of like, um, um, uh, like kind of a frown and your eyes look left and right. And you have that kind of expression on your face, like you've just forgotten something or you've just walked into a room and then you can't remember why you came into the room, <laughs> the, the expression you might have. He tends to have that look on his face quite a lot, which says to me, he's kind of gone, wait, wait a minute, what, what's going on? I'm a human? Okay. Uh, where am I? This, what, uh, earth? <laughs> oh, I'm a baby. Right, okay. Oh, I'm hungry. That's pretty much, I think, what's going on in his head. Okay, he's feeding now. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably time to stop the episode okay. and get on with normal life again mm-hmm. okay thanks so much thank you for having me thank you for sharing um, those thoughts and feelings and descriptions okay i don't know if it's going to be interesting but well i mean you know the last one you said that you said oh there he is you can hear him the last one well not the last episode you were on but the in fact the first episode you were on but the last time we talked about um having a baby when our daughter had been born um you said the same thing oh you know i wonder i wonder if people will find this interesting Uh, just a quick sample of the how many comments arrived on the website page 178 comments on the website page which is a lot of comments for the website page normally you don't get that many people coming to the website to leave their comments but this one really got a lot of people uh, engaged and many people I've never heard of before <laughs> I'd never heard of before and have never heard of since took the time to write things so for example the most recent one uh, Yolanta said congratulations on the arrival of your first child Luke it was lovely to listen to your wife talk about her experiences talk about her experiencing one of the most wonderful events in her life um if i can suggest anything you should invite young mrs thompson to your podcast definitely more often she's really charming oh that's nice how lovely another one uh from someone called that's b-l-g-g-g okay i'm not sure that's the person's real name Uh, Quite late for commenting. After listening, I think this is now one of my favourite episodes yet, despite all the things that your wife said about her English and how it might turn off some listeners. She is the best pod pal. Oh. That's nice. Um, And, you know, just more. There's 138 of those. And they're all really nice. Another just random one. Amber. This is not our Amber. But another Amber, this is not Amber Minogue, this is Amber from Bosnia. Hi Luke, such a great episode. I'm so happy for you. Congrats again. Imagine your daughter listening to this in a few years. I wish you and your family all the best, Amber from Bosnia. And the comments go on and on and on. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the kids could listen to the episodes and see we were like cheesy, but completely like besotted with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, then. Well, listeners, there you go. I hope you've found this interesting. You can leave your comments if you want to. Only nice ones. Only nice ones, please. (laughs) We've invited you into our home, okay, on this special day. Uh, So so please be nice in return. Be polite. Okay, do the right thing. And if you want to leave a comment... uh, Go ahead and, uh, but uh, yeah, don't waste your time writing something that isn't nice. All right. 
Okay. Did I mangle that sentence? A little bit. (laughs) All right, then. So thanks, listeners. I'll probably do some sort of ending outro. Okay. So, uh, yes, good. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was my wife and me. Just about two weeks after our son was born, it's now about, I don't know, what is it, six weeks later, something like that, five or six weeks later, and I'm still standing here in in the bedroom, looking at all the clothes in the cupboard, waiting for my son to fall asleep here in, in the baby carrier, which he's not doing, but he's he will be asleep. I predict that he'll be asleep by the end of this episode. That's my prediction. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of this that I also recorded some uh, comments from my daughter as well, because I wanted to ask her what it felt like for her, you know, because it's not just about mummy and daddy having another baby, but also her. It's a huge, huge moment in her life as well, because she's suddenly become big sister. And I wanted to know what it was like for her. So here's a recording I made with um, with our daughter talking about what it's like for her to be big sister now. And she's five and a half years old, by the way. OK, all right, here we go. Right, so I'm sitting here now with, uh, what should we call it? I think we're going to call you big sister, all right? Big sister. So... Uh, your brother is lying down on the sofa next to us. Do you think he's going to make any noise? Let's see. Hello. <laughs> okay, he made a noise. So here's your little brother. Right, now, um, how does it feel to be a big sister now? Good. Why? Because I don't know why. Uh, ha- have things changed in your life at all? Yes. What feels different? Having a new brother. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he sneezed. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Oh, three. Three Bl- in a row. Bless you. So what's good about having a little brother? Um, um, when he's older, I could play with him. Mm-hmm. And I could give him some strokes. <laughs> so you want to stroke him? Like you want to stroke him like he's a little cat? Yes. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. You just look at him right now. Look, look at him there, lying there, looking at us. What do you, what, what do you think and feel when you look at him? Good. Yeah, but can you be more specific? What's, what, um, what do you think of him? Can you describe him? He is lovely. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. So she's now coming over to give him a little kiss. Little kiss. Oh, and he likes that, doesn't he? Kiss, kiss. Um, okay, is there anything bad about having a, a little brother now? Crying? Mm-hmm. Uh, when does he cry? I don't know. Okay, and does it bother you? No. Okay, why not? I don't know why. Okay, is there anything else bad about having a little baby? Uh, sometimes he hits and... and um, Scratches... Scratches me and mummy and daddy. Right, because his his nails are actually quite sharp, and he 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 sometimes grabs with his hands. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. That's it. Is that really it? 
Yeah. Okay. Great. All right then. So do you do anything at the moment? He's only a little baby. Is there anything that you can actually do with him? I don't know. Well, you can you do things like you you um come over and talk to him. What happens when you come over and talk to him in the morning after he's been fed? I don't know. Well, he he looks up at you, doesn't he? He smiles. He smiles and he makes lots of little cute noises. Like now, hello. Okay, also you can, you kind of, kind of, um, you lean over and put your hair in his face and he, he kind of shakes his head about and smiles. And, and he um, opens his mouth. That's right, yeah. He's very cute, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He's exactly the same as you when you were a baby. He does all the same things as you. Maybe he will open his mouth. Nope, not this time. Okay. He does all the same things that you do when, um, when you were a baby. So hopefully he's going to grow up to be a cute child like you. Let's hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. We just had a holiday. Did you enjoy it? Yes. What was the best thing about the holiday? Everything, but not the bump. What, what was the bump? Uh, this bit. Tell us about it. Um, I was running with my friends, and I, f- and I tripped on a mattress, and I fell down, and you had a lot of blood. Yeah, why was there blood? Because I cut myself very far. Very deep? Very deep. Yeah. Where? Um, at my, at uh, my, um, friend's home. Yeah, but where on your body? <laughs> um, at my head. That's right. And there was lots of blood. Yeah. What What went through your mind when that happened? You, you you fell down, whack, hit your head, and then there was blood everywhere. What were you thinking? I don't know. You weren't really thinking anything. I tell you what, I heard your friend shout out. So you were all upstairs and I heard your friend say uh, that you'd hurt yourself really badly. And I thought, oh no, this is like a parent's worst nightmare. You thought it was a teeth? Uh, Your mum thought that you'd smashed your teeth in or something. I didn't know what it would be, but uh, it's a horrible thing to hear someone shout from upstairs that your child has hurt herself really badly. So I kind of went upstairs nervously and discovered you in your mother's arms with blood everywhere you had blood all down your face it was like a horror film uh but yeah you'd you'd hit your head on a step and you cut your head open and luckily it's not too bad um yeah you didn't it's a a tiny one it's tiny but it's quite deep so we rushed you to hospital and luckily we didn't have to wait too long uh but any yeah we didn't need to wait at um, midnight. We didn't have to wait until midnight, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, and your brother was very good. He didn't make a fuss or anything like that. And they, uh, they put glue all over your cut. They glued it together. And now you've got to wear plasters. Yep. That's right, but it's going to be okay, isn't it? Hopefully yeah. you won't have a... Yeah. A what? Uh, I don't know. A scar. But Scar like the lion. Um, the Lion King. No, not the Lion King. Um, Scar is the brother of the Lion King. Right, yeah. Well, he's, a scar is a mark on your skin when you've been cut. But anyway. And the name. And the name of the baddie in the Lion King, that's right. Hopefully, you're not going to turn into the baddie from the Lion King now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we had a fantastic holiday. You swam in the sea and saw your friends, and we did lots of fun things. Uh, but I think it's time to stop recording now because your little brother is being noisy. Okay, your turn to interview then.
Go on then. You can have the microphone now. So you have to ask questions and. Um. How was how was it the weekend, Daddy? The weekend or the whole holiday? The whole holiday. It was really great. We had lovely weather. It wasn't too hot, except for a couple of days. And、uh, we had nice food every day. We got to spend time with the family.、Yeah. Um, it was nice to be with my friends、mm. and with my daddy's friends、mm. and my mummies. Who's which, which of your daddy's friends did we see? We saw、uh, we saw Max. Yeah, and. And Amber. And Amber. Because everyone on the podcast knows Amber. Yeah. Yeah, we saw Amber and her family, and you got to play with her kids. Yeah. What did we do on the beach with them? Um, we uh did sandcastle. Yeah. What about it? It was the biggest and best sandcastle that's ever been created. Yeah. And when the sea came in, uh, the the first line of defences were destroyed by the sea. But then the huge mountain with the castle on the top was not destroyed, and it stayed there all the way until the time when we left. And there was just this mountain in the sea that didn't get destroyed. Amazing, still there now, probably. Yeah. It's probably a local landmark. There's they've they've got like tourists coming to visit it and everything. It's been very good for the economy. That's the end of this interview, I think. Don't you? No, I don't think so. Now. <laughs> We won't finish the postcard. Postcard. <laughs> postcard. You're like one of my listeners who doesn't know how to spell podcast, and they write postcard. I really like your postcard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a. Po- What's a postcard? It's it's a thing we write things for our friends and then send them when we're on holiday. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's not what this is, is it? This is a podcast. Can you say podcast? Podcast.、Okay. <laughs> There's no fart at the end.、Okay. <laughs> no. Postcard. Okay, that's enough then. So there you are. That was a window into real family life on this podcast, and yeah, I'm still here standing. In front of all the clothes in the bedroom, recording this part about six weeks after the conversation you heard with my wife,、um, and、um, just to kind of, I guess, fill in some information、um, since、uh, the 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 conversation with my wife that you heard, which was two weeks after the birth. So there's been like six weeks of our son. Uh, growing and developing and stuff. So just to kind of fill in that time, let me just ramble a little bit more at the end of the episode here. Hopefully, the boy will actually fall asleep, as I predicted, but we'll see. So, may, will my rambling make him fall asleep? Will it make you fall asleep? Who knows? Hopefully, it will work on him, and and you will just be gripped、um, and engaged throughout. But、um, so our son. Yeah, he's still doing fine.、Uh, he's moved into a slightly different phase now from the one that he was in when he was a newborn baby. He's kind of moved into a slightly different phase now, or, or he's moving into that phase, and now he is reacting to us a lot more. When babies are, are, are brand new and they 
you know, when they've just been born maybe a week or two ago, they don't really know what's going on. They've just got no, it seems they have no perception of the world. Probably their eyesight's very blurred. They can't really make sense of anything that's going on. But slowly, um, for babies, the world sort of reveals itself to them. And they start to kind of wake up and come alive and start to sense what's going on around them. And this is definitely happening with our son. It's very interesting to, to watch. And uh, he's, as I said, he's reacting to us a lot more. Um, so, for example, when we look at him, he, 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 he looks around, trying to control the movement of his head. And he locks onto your face, stares at you for a while. And then a big smile breaks out on his face because... Maybe he's recognising us, or at least just recognising another face. I, I really wonder what it's like for him, whether he's got any sense that he is an actual independent person. What you know, it's really, really interesting. His brain is just, you know, it's it's constructing itself still, and um, as a result, he's kind of waking up, making connections, being able to identify faces and voices, and um, it's very. It's, it's amazing to see his face light up when, uh, you know, when he's been fed, when he's been changed. He becomes very smiley and very cute, looking around, making cute noises with this delighted look on his face when he sees his mum, his dad or his sister. Um, it's very interesting to see the phases that little children go through. This early phase that he's in now is actually quite manageable really as long as the child doesn't have like problems like for example colic which i understand is a condition which kind of gives the child bad indigestion like they have stomach pain which causes them to cry a lot so luckily our boy doesn't have colic thankfully um so he's pretty good and this phase is fairly manageable really in the sense that he doesn't actually move around independently yet. So you can pretty much put him on the bed or something you just lie him on the bed or put a little kind of mat down on the floor and just plonk him down there and he's basically okay. You can just kind of like go and make yourself a cup of tea and he's all right. Although saying that you can't really leave him alone for long because he starts to cry, you know, he, 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 he can't be left alone. And a lot of the time he likes to be in your arms or held in the baby carrier like now, uh, where he might actually sleep. He does a lot of sleeping. It's really important for the development of his brain and body that he does plenty of sleeping. Um, and so, yeah, just strapping him in the baby carrier is often what you need to do. And he'll fall asleep there, especially if you kind of move around. So that's kind of what's going on at the moment. But over the coming year, he's going to become more and more mobile, which of course presents different challenges. First of all, he'll start rolling, like rolling over and then turning round, which means you can't really leave him on a bed anymore because he might roll off and you don't want your baby to roll off the bed and fall on the floor. In fact, in this early period, your mind, your, your brain does get filled with these random images and fears of the baby getting harmed or you, you dropping the baby or something. For some reason, you're, you're, the, your, your mind just will make you think of these things of like, it, it makes you imagine that you're walking down the stairs and you just trip and drop the baby on his head or something. These thoughts, these weird intrusive thoughts do come in 
to the minds of new parents. Maybe it's like the brain subconsciously uh, trying to prevent you from doing that, or your brain is kind of trying to make sure that you stay super careful all the time. Um, but anyway, so he starts to roll, he starts to turn. You can't put him on the bed anymore. You have to protect the space around him. You have to make sure, for example, that you build a sort of a pillow castle, a pillow fort, pile up some pillows around him on the bed to keep him in place. Um, and then after that, he will start to crawl, you know, moving himself around on his arms and his knees. And the pillow fort doesn't really work that much at that stage. When he starts to crawl, we will have to put him on the floor a lot more. Oh, hello. And give him toys to play with. And then he will eventually start getting up onto his two feet. This probably happens after about 10 months or something, maybe a year, maybe less. Around that period, he'll start getting up onto his two feet and holding himself up, holding onto different objects and then falling down onto his bum but then eventually kind of walking around while holding on to things and taking his first steps and then eventually walking around independently, but rather unsteadily, which is quite a stressful time because you end up, you, you feel like you need to follow him around and make sure he doesn't fall over and bump his head. And yeah, the, those early uh, steps or that period when he becomes a toddler and starts walking around that brings a whole new series of challenges again because he will investigate everything he'll be pulling things off shelves grabbing everything opening cupboards pulling everything out uh, and basically making a huge mess and putting himself in danger and probably putting everything into his mouth as well and that includes little things he finds on the floor for example my daughter's lego or other little bits and pieces so we've got to be quite vigilant, make sure the place is safe for a baby, a toddler, and make sure there aren't like dangerous items lying around. That can be tricky and, and it can be stressful, you know. So like the, the this early newborn stage, as long as the baby's healthy, it's normally pretty good, as long, especially if the baby sleeps at night. But then like later, the, the goalposts move, you know. It's like the parameters of the game change. And uh, it can become more challenging sort of later, a few months down the line, as these things start happening. Um, it can be quite stressful. But of course, it's wonderful to see the development. And, you know, in many ways, things just get better and better as the children grow up. Uh, our daughter, for example, is now in a really lovely stage where we can have fairly sophisticated conversations with her and she can mostly entertain herself and play on her own if we need her to. You know, if we have other things to do, I can like cook in the kitchen or whatever and she can be messing around on her own and she'll entertain herself mostly. We can have pretty good conversations with her. That's fantastic. Uh, so when you get to that stage, it's kind of a bit of a relief where you don't have to uh, be so vigilant all the time. Uh, but so here we are. Things are things are pretty sweet, really. And I feel, to, to be honest, I feel extremely lucky, basically. I am lucky and grateful uh, for everything, for the, for the fact that I've got a family that is hopefully, touch wood, uh, safe and sound and, you know, all those things. And um, I just hope that the boy grows up and develops smoothly and transitions to each different phase 
without too much trouble and that my wife and I can continue to sleep throughout the night and that we don't get exhausted or too stressed out. Uh, hopefully you won't notice me being completely knackered and worn out in episodes of this podcast. Hopefully the podcast will remain unaffected. Uh, when my daughter was born, I was concerned. I was a bit worried that it might prevent me from doing my podcast stuff. I thought, oh no, we're going to have a child. That's it. Sort of life is over. I know that sounds a bit depressing, but you know, those thoughts do come to you. You think this is going to change everything. I'm not going to be able to do the things I did before. I was concerned it would stop me doing the podcast. But in fact, I became even more productive after our daughter was born. And I became even more focused. And the podcast actually went from strength to strength. I launched the premium subscription and also branched out into YouTube more regularly and did that with some success. Um, I'll probably have about, I'll probably get to a million subscribers on YouTube by the end of this year. And so, you know, it shows that having kids doesn't stop you from doing other things. And although it can be a lot of extra work and also a, a, a sense of responsibility on your shoulders, the good things outweigh the bad things. And it's a wonderful thing to do if you really want it. Now, you you have to want it, of course. And, you know, you can't have it imposed on you. Some people do have, you know, children imposed on them, and that can be problematic. And also, there are other factors which I should mention. There's also, of course, the fact that, you know, some people, unfortunately, really want children and would be fantastic parents, but for one reason or another, they can't have them, which is obviously a sad thing. Uh, and my heart goes out to those people. Um, but... um um, but the, there are other factors as well, you know, like, for example, some people, after they've had a child, they do suffer from depression, uh, postnatal depression, particularly women who go through so many physical changes and different physical experiences. But men can go through a kind of uh, post-childbirth or child-related depression as well. It's very common. Uh, it's basically a condition which can arrive after the birth of a child and which can cause parents to become unhappy, basically. It's probably a combination of the weight of responsibility, the changing circumstances at home, the chemical and hormonal changes, the physical changes, the change in the relationship between the mother and the father. It can be quite disruptive and can cause unhappiness for some people. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen to us. Now, I'm not saying it's all roses and all perfect for us. In our home, we've had our ups and downs and our difficult moments dealing with the challenges of family life and marriage and all the rest of it. But all in all, on balance, I do feel very lucky. Um, it helps, of course, that my wife is really on top of things and she is a fantastic mother and a fantastic wife and a fantastic companion for me. Obviously, that helps. But uh, fingers crossed, things will go well. Anyway, I'll stop rambling now. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this personal episode of my podcast, this very personal episode. Uh, feel free to leave your comments wherever you are listening to this be it on Spotify, where I understand you can leave comments now, or on my website, which is always a place you can go to leave comments. You'll find the link to the episode page in the show notes in your podcast app. You can write comments on my website. It's very easy to do that. You can do it anonymously as a, as a guest, if you like, or you can sign up to the comments plugin that I use if you want to leave your name and stuff so you can comment again in the future, or you can comment on YouTube 
Um, you know, it would be nice to hear your thoughts. Please be respectful, as always, in the comments section. I have no time for nonsense. Uh, if you feel moved to do it, then please leave a nice review for the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. It really helps to encourage the algorithm to push the podcast in recommendations and can generally help to promote the show. Um, just a reminder again, if you want an episode about all of the vocabulary of childbirth and having babies, you could go back to episode 162. Um, that list of other episodes on this topic, you've got episode 161, which was called She's Having a Baby. And that was my that was the first appearance of Amber Minogue on this podcast. And I spoke to her just a few weeks before she was due to give birth to her first child. And we talked all about it. So that's 161. The next episode, 162, that's the vocab episode about the subject. And then when it was my turn to, to become a parent, um, I did two episodes with uh, Andy and Ben from London School of English called Becoming a Dad. And that's where they tried to... to, to um, oh, you all right, kiddo? He's okay. He's falling asleep. I think he's falling asleep. Little little cough and a splutter there. Are you all right, mate? There you go. All right, mate. There you go. So uh, they tried to uh, scare the pants off me uh, by telling me in great detail what it was going to be like to like witness the birth of the child and all the stress and stuff. Um, so you could hear that conversation. That's episode 491 and 492. Episode 502 is the birth of my daughter, that lovely episode with my wife. Uh, episode 515 was a conversation with Amber and Sarah, uh, Amber Minogue and Sarah Donnelly, all about um, bringing up children in France and how parenting styles in France compare to parenting styles in the UK or the USA and sort of learning to become maman instead of becoming a mum but becoming a maman uh, a French mother. So that's quite an interesting cross-cultural look at child uh, childcare. Uh, 597 was called Growing Up, Getting Older and Becoming a Father with Paul Taylor and Paul talked about the admittedly difficult experience that he had of becoming a father. And then episode 814 was called The Language of Children and Parenting with Anna Tyree. And that one is, as I said earlier, all about the sort of language of all the different objects and things that we associate with children and also the ways in which we talk to children as well, like uh, parentees and, uh, uh, and so on. Um, so we're nearly done. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll speak to you again in the next episode, which I expect will be yet another rambling episode in which I spill out lots of thoughts I had during my two-month absence while I was on holiday and also while looking after this little guy whose eyes are closed. I think he's asleep. So the next episode will be a rambling episode where I kind of talk about the things that came into my brain during my two-month absence. I'll respond to some comments to recent episodes and so on. So that'll probably be the next episode. And then over the coming weeks and months will be the usual variety of episodes on different topics with different guests, stories, humour and so on, all to help you learn English through listening. Don't forget Luke's English Podcast Premium, of course. Premium episodes were uploaded during the summer 
and they will continue to arrive as we move into autumn and winter with the usual vocabulary explanations, stories, pronunciation practice and language practice exercises. If you're interested in LEP Premium and you want to find out more, just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info and that's where you can get all the information you need. Okay, but uh, that's it then. Thank you so much for listening. I will speak to you again soon. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. Bye. By the way, he's asleep. I told you. I knew it. I knew he'd be asleep by the end. He's fast asleep. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.